You're listening to Real Estate for Real People, hosted by the Stone Sisters. The Stone Sisters have built an award-winning realty business, and they're here to share some of their knowledge with you. A new episode drops every Thursday. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And visit www.stonesisters.com for more information just like this. Welcome back to Real Estate for Real People. We are so excited about today's episode. We are sitting down with Terry Lynn Hemmerling, and we are going to talk about environmental homes, I guess, or sustainability. Um, you live in a home right now that you have made very environmental. So we're going to learn about that and a little bit more about you. So welcome to today's episode. Um, we, As I said, we are very excited. So Terry Lynn, maybe you can tell us to start a bit about your background. Sure. So um, I'm an educator by training and I worked for our school district here, school district 23 for a decade or so. And I was living in Wilden and um, was feeling kind of a little bit burned out, to be very honest, about nine years ago. And I saw this property when I was out on a run. And it was unlike anything, I'm not, I was never a gardener. We used to laugh that, you know, when I would walk into the plant section of a store, they'd all go, no, don't get me, you know, (laughs) sort of thing. So had no business on that I thought on a two acre property, but that land called me and I could not get it out of my head. Wow. And so we went and saw it and things unfolded. And a couple of months later, I found myself living on two acres had no idea what to do with it, no idea how to garden or or what have you. And so just really spent the first little while pausing. And I asked myself the question, what, what is it that I want to do here? You know, yeah. and, and instead of, I knew I didn't want to just, I'd done this before where I had exerted my landscaping will on some land and, and nothing wrong with that. But this just felt different, just the nature and the wildlife that was there, the birds and all of that. And so um, one thing led to another, and I wound up taking a, a course two weeks in Invermere through Verge Permaculture, and it was a permaculture course. And so permaculture is really something, a, a term that was coined in the 80s, maybe 70s, by a gentleman in Australia named Bill Mollison. Oh, don't quote me on that. No, you could look that up. <laughs> we'll look it up yes. after. <laughs> so anyhow, he saw the, the, the way humans were getting their needs met, food, clothing, shelter, and realized we were on a, a collision course. This could not last. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. And so he, he called it in the beginning, it, it's shortened to permanent agriculture. But this system, you can apply it to anything, right? And so then it, it has evolved since then to permanent culture. Like how do we as a species um, take care of the land and all of the stakeholders and, and whatnot so that we can be here. The earth doesn't need saving. We need saving. The earth will be here, right? It's whether we will be here, you know, sort of is the question. Very true. And so I really need to pause here for a minute because while, while it was his terminology and that's what he taught and he created an awakening, This is the way Indigenous peoples Mm -hmm. all over the globe have looked after their land. Always. Always. This is, so it wasn't his idea. He learned these ideas and systems by watching the way Indigenous peoples just took care of the land and, and got their own survival needs met 
but without destruction and chemical mm-hmm. inputs right. and, and clear cutting and monocropping and all of the things yeah. that we're in trouble now. Like we're yes. in a climate crisis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so by by remembering and, and noticing how Indigenous people care for their land, he he managed to translate it and to teach it. And, and so to become, uh, to get your PDC certification, um, it's about a two-week uh, course. So I moved to Invermere and just had my mind blown. Just the ways that you approach the land by observation, by looking at your water, looking at the trees and trying to mimic nature and work with it rather than exerting our will over it. So that was, it kind of immediately answered my first question and I couldn't wait to get home. And so that is where, that's a long intro. Wow. No, I love I it. So that's no, where it all started. It's, it's good because I think, you know, I think a lot of people maybe have a pipe dream of, you know, I'm going to move on to a couple acres and, and live off the land. And, and then they realize it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can be a ton of work. They don't know what to do. So they sneak out and get some Roundup and just take care of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. True. Exactly. You know? You know, it is overwhelming and, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just, there's so much support and education out there um, to really look at things through a different lens and to just take a pause and observe. And before we go hit the dandelion yeah. with some Roundup, like, do we know that we can eat that? And it's really good for our tummies. We can eat the flowers. The roots can be roasted for a really yummy coffee alternative. They're pollinators for the, so it's like, is it a weed or is it a really hard-working native plant that we desperately need? And we keep hitting it with Roundup. <laughs> right. And instead, it's a resource that we can use. And- totally. Yeah. And then not only that, for me, my, you know, I, I've, I've raised three children, but, you know, I didn't want them ever on any kind of grass or anything that had no. been treated with yeah. pesticides and yeah. fertilizer, fertilizers or, or what have you. And that's pretty rare these days. Very, Very rare. You know? Very, we, we've had people come and look at look at the property here and it looks nice right now because we just mowed. But it's full of clover. It's got all kinds of weeds <gasps> because we will not spray. Yes. Because it'll run right into the lake. Well, and and neighbors up and down the street sort of look and go, oh, yeah, you've got some weeds. You know, there's a solution for that. Is it a solution though? Yeah. Or is it well, really part of the problem? Yeah. Right? And that's exactly it. Yeah. Do we really need perfect lawns? Like, I mean, that's true. Right. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you did? Let's dive back to when you first started then, when you came back from this course and you looked around at your surroundings and your house and your two well, acre parcel on yeah, Curtis Road. On and- Curtis Road. So the first thing I did was when it started to rain, I looked at where the rain was coming off the roof because in Kelowna, we need to be concerned about water. Yes. Uh, a, we get water bills. So, you know, there's a financial incentive there, but B, we live in a dry valley like Glenmore. That, that is called dry valley, yeah. you know? Mm. And so, um, the first thing you want to do with permaculture principles, actually, if I could just talk about the ethics. So the ethics of permaculture is care for the earth. So earth care, care for the people, people care, and then share the surplus, fair share. You know, we grow mm, so much. That. Yeah. And, and there's, and you can apply that to anything. Look yes. after the Say earth. Say again. Earth care. People, people care, care. 
fair and share. fair share. Love it. So if even your business, mm-hmm. look after, you know, how are you recycling the paper? What are you using for uh, this mm-hmm. and that? Are you looking after your employees? Are you sharing? Like, so the principles can be applied to any system, which mm-hmm. I love. So, yes. and then the, the, the way you design is you take a look at your water because you can't do anything mm-hmm. without water. Right. Where's your water? How, can you collect and store it? Can you recharge the, the, can you build the soil so it holds more water so yes. that when we get heat domes, man, at least the trees have a fighting chance, yes. you know, um, and whatnot. So you look at your water first, then you look at your access. How can you get, get to places on the property and whatnot? And then you go to your structures. But typically we want to build our structures first and right. then we move water mm-hmm. a long way to mm-hmm. whatever we need and we don't really think about access. So when I got back from that course, I, I started to collect the water. I partnered with a company called Echo Element Design out of Vernon and they helped me develop a food forest. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us more about that because okay. I know that you have a food forest and I was thinking, what is that? <laughs> so a food forest really mimics the forest. If we go walking in the forest, you'll notice that all kinds of diversity are there and nobody is fertilizing or weed right. whacking or mowing right. or trimming. Right. So w- what we're trying to do is take that wisdom from nature and, and mimic it, imitate it in our gardens, even on our patios, what, what have you, you know, in our yards, right? So what does nature do? So I, they have tall trees, first of all. So around the perimeter, I've got all sorts of nut trees, like mm. black walnut trees and hazelnut trees, etc. And then in, in nature, underneath trees, you'll notice bushes. So there's my berry bushes. I'm just going to, I've got goji, blueberry, mulberry, aronia berry, which is wow. the North's acai, you know, very yes. um, kiwi, currant, Saskatchewan, like on and on it goes. So those go under the trees and then you have vines and then you ha- you'll notice in a forest that you have your plants, your herbaceous plants yes, at right. the bottom. So those are like the medicinal plants, the echinacea that mm-hmm. I have out back, the catmint, the sage, all of the herbs, pollinators, things to attract pollinators. So that the, so what I what I'm really doing is I'm mimicking the forest, this ancient wisdom in the forest, but I'm spreading it out so that light can get in, so I can grow it really fast. And I'm giving it a little boost, like I'm getting water to it and I'm feeding it naturally. So I'm sort of the hands and feet to speed the process up because all land wants to return to a forest. That's called succession if we just leave it, right? So I'm just helping it along to do that, but I'm making sure that it's food, medicine or pol- like it's all working together in synergy mm-hmm. in relationship with each other and I'm the arms and feet of it serving oh, yeah. that to speed it up if that makes sense yeah that does make sense so so to recap where we are Terry Lynn you you found this property you knew it, it was destined for something more than than a, a typical kind of house out in Wilden or anywhere else in 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 the world and you you first looked at collecting the water after you got your designation and some education you you looked at collecting the water and right. and uh, you know assessing that then you looked at a forest and you know planting your your local forest i guess Food if you forest. will yeah, Food forest yeah exactly yep so in planting all of those layers knowing that the first 5 years you're going to you're going to be supporting it a lot but the idea is you back out and it becomes very low maintenance because 
it's looking after each other, just like a force. It needs right. help the first few years. We okay. also, one of the most important things that actually the very first thing I did was get a compost system going. Uh, because okay, you, I was wondering that. Yeah, if you don't have, if you're not building soil, that's how I feed all of these plants. It's a compost tea. We mix it with rainwater, all of these things. Okay. So then you don't need chemical inputs sort of thing. Right. So we had a massive, and I got chickens who are adorable and yeah, they're just yep. great fun, but they are inputs into the compost yep. system. Yes. So this is the way, yeah, this, this helps out as well. And the other part of the water part that Echo Element Design really helped me with is we dug a trench on the contour line on the slope of the property. So what mm. that does is as it rains, it slows the water down from and stopping it from just running off ah, and going into the right. storm drain. Yes. So then it percolates into the soil. So what I'm trying to do is recharge groundwater, yes. really build Replenish water, that. nutrients into the soil. And then that makes the property resilient. And in a place like Kelowna, mm -hmm. we all need to be doing that, yes. right? Like 100% catching water up, but you know, doing all of these little, these little things. Yeah. And so the result is for nine years, there has not been a single chemical used on that land. I love that. So when my dog is rolling around there, or I'm a grandma now, yeah. and I, I just, you know, and you think of kids, they put stuff mm -hmm. in their mouths, oh, they're rolling yeah. on the grass, and that's good. They need to be getting dirty and out yeah. there. But if, if we've hit it with some kind of fertilizer or weed and feed, you don't want your kids on there. Yeah. Like you just don't. Yeah. So I, I love that. It's safe for children, safe for pets. And what my husband and I notice is the birds and the owls and the frogs and the, all yes. of this. They Amazing. know. So they they're know all they that do this know. is safe, right? Yes. And so we have this, this unbelievable um, little situation with animals and chickens and birds and owls at night. And it, it's unbelievable. And, and, and knowing that nothing has been used on that, on that land just wow. makes me feel like I'm leaving it better than I found it. Absolutely. Wow. Right? Absolutely. Wow. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, and this was all done in stages. Um, then we had, we partnered with uh, another local business here, and he's excellent. I can't quite remember his name. He does, the, did the solar panels on oh, our good. house. Oh, good. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So my husband put in the solar panels so the pool is heated. We don't yeah. use anything to heat the pool, especially in the Okanagan, you don't need it. Um, but we put solar panels on our roof. We both drive electric cars. Love that. So we are actually a Fortis um, generating station. So really? we're 70, Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're 75% energy independent, which wow. that's charging two cars. Wow. So, yeah. You know, and so it's great. My husband loves it because there's an app on his phone. And when we're generating... It, the thing goes counterclockwise, right? Because it's just adding dollars. It just kept going backwards. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, yeah, we, we are 75% energy independent. And that was our goal was to try to get to net neutral, right? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And we're, you know, we're starting to hear about this. We're, we're seeing some homes with mm -hmm. solar, you know, some people are, are starting to do a loop system for their pools. That's one. We're getting more charging stations in homes that people are starting to talk about it. We don't see a lot of solar powered houses, yeah. no. you, you know, for, for the, the electricity in a home, very, very few 
have actually taken the step and it's a bit cost prohibitive. I think that's it the is. number one thing. It is. But, you know, if you take a long view and like people are actually attracted to our house for, from a oh, selling absolutely. standpoint of because course. we have done it. We've got three groups with serious interest in your home already. And, and a big part that. is that. Is that. And mm-hmm. and the other thing it does, like, you know, when coming through that heat dome was, was quite yes. nerve wracking last yeah. year. But the solar panels actually act like a bit of a hat or a sombrero is how it was described. Yeah. So it keeps the hot off in the, in the heat. And so there's, there's yields, like there's so many benefits to it. And if you do the math forward, how much you're going to spend on electricity, especially if you were trying to charge two electric cars and you, you know, you will pay for it very quickly, but you just have to pay for it up front. And that hurts a little bit, but you know, it sure feels great knowing that, we're a little more resilient, you know? Absolutely. And I, you know, I think if somebody had asked us 10 years ago, you know, would you get the money back? If I, if I invested and put solar on, mm. on my house, will I get the, we're, we're putting solar on our house and it was $22,000. So yes, yes. if, you know, if somebody were to say to me five years ago, if I spend that tomorrow, will I get it back? The answer would have been no. Right. If I were to, you know, we're investing that now, do I think we'd get that back? I do. I, I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that's no only question. going to continue to grow as, mm-hmm. as we're, yeah, I mean, look at the power shortages they're having down in, in California, in yeah. Texas. Yeah, 100%. And that's only going to grow. All it of is. those challenges are only going to get more so. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, it is. The other really um, beautiful thing that happened almost as soon as we moved there uh, is I'm, I'm a yoga teacher. I teach yoga and meditation and there's this cute little studio. I mean, I've turned it into a studio outside. Um, But I've had so many clients and and we would have like gatherings there. You know, we did all the fun things, groups of women and I've got a fire pit out back. So we would do some yoga, go hang out there on a full moon, all the, all the fun things. Right. Um, But what, what the comments always are is how calming it Mm -hmm. is to be Mm -hmm. somewhere where there's chickens and nature and all of this going on, it's calming to the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I I had one client say, I just have to start driving down that road and I can feel my, myself just kind of landing again, you know, just, just taking a deep breath. And it's been such a place of community. I broke my ankle in 2020 in the summer and women who had been to my yoga classes showed up and started like doing the weeding and collecting the herbs and they were hanging out. They didn't even need me. I'm in the house with my foot up (laughs) and they're out there hanging out and it's the setting. It's that, that balance. Yeah. We all need that. And and I think we've gotten so far away from that. The pandemic didn't help Mm -hmm. with everybody relying on their, their screens and, and staying inside and it's it's nice to hear. It's inspiring. Yeah. Now you're leaving it. You're yes. you're selling. Yeah. And will you go back? Will you go live in a high rise on the thirty fourth floor with just concrete around you? I'm. I am <laughs> not going to be doing that. <laughs> That's I can't not, see that. No. No. Uh, that was a different era for me, for sure. I sh- I certainly loved it at one point, but no, I'm I'm moving to a Gulf Island. Nice. And I am uh, recreating what I've got. So mm-hmm. it's it's really um, hard leaving this mm-hmm. land because I got really healthy on this land, wow. and I just really feel like it was as I healed the land, the land healed me. You know, yeah. from my stress and all of that. And so 
Um, it's it's hard leaving. And so I, I just am trusting that the right land guardians are going to come in. They're yes. going to recognize what I've tried to do here. And I hope just take it and keep going with it. And I, I think they will. And it's it's really, it's sort of a, a gift that you've done. You've, you've created this amazing, mm-hmm. you, you took beautiful land and you restored it and you've, you've created something beautiful. And and how nice you know it's a legacy that that I hope that's my it that's is. my hope. Yeah. I just want the right people to come in and fall in love with it the way I yeah. did because boy, it is it's special and anybody's land. It, it's the yes. same thing. Yes. It's it's how we care for it and and considering you know before we do anything, observe and consider all the stakeholders mm-hmm. before you go in and mm-hmm. take down a tree and 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 realize like we're in a heat heating area. Like yes. those trees keep things cool and yes homes for little creatures and, and, you know, maybe providing some food or, you know, just Mm -hmm. through that lens of not just what's quick, easy, convenient, but, you know, sort of what's the best case scenario for the the planet, for me, Mm -hmm. for all the stakeholders, how can I share this out somehow and and just applying those principles. So I'm off to do it again somewhere else. It's so neat. Near my grandbaby. I love (laughs) that. So, you know, I got to keep my eye on it's for a good reason that I'm leaving. And um, I'm just so grateful to be doing this um, podcast with you because I'm hoping that the the right people, the next uh, land guardians will come in and they will. They absolutely will. Sure, we will also have some listeners who who mm-hmm. live on the thirty fourth floor in a high rise and go. Well, what could I do? Is is there anything I can do? Or somebody who's in a a townhome or or a house that is is the opposite of what we're talking about. And <gasps> and I think you you've shared some inspiration yeah. and some some ideas for them to go. You know, I know for me certainly, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, okay. We're doing some, but there's more. For sure. And uh, it's just the little baby steps. You know, people think, oh, you know, what difference is this going to make when we're in such a, you know, mm-hmm. such a situation right now? Every little bit. And it's that that energy of the intention when you start to move that way, like considering, you know, we eat. I, I heard you this morning saying, I bought these organic mm-hmm. lemons. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're more expensive, but yep. the, the land that they were grown on hopefully was taken yes. care of yes. a little bit better, including the workers that have to pick, you know, the, yeah, these exactly. things. And if they're sprayed with heavy duty chemicals, that harms the workers. So someone living on the 34th floor does lots supporting the local business right. is permaculture practice, right? How are you eating? you know, growing some expensive food crops, like maybe tomatoes right on your, your balcony. Yes. That's good for you. You're, you're saving a truck coming up from Mm -hmm. goodness knows where often our produce has traveled more than I have, Yes, you know, in a year. True. Right. And so if we just these little bits and then share some with your neighbors and then they grow something else and all, you know, it can be applied anywhere, Mm -hmm. right? You don't need two acres. Mm -hmm. You don't need a house with a yard, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you, just how you approach things is is permanent culture, you yes. know, sort of thing. Just Let's wow. start out through Collect that water, exactly. And, yeah. Or even taking your water and you know, like uh, I have eggs on toast because I have chickens. So rather than just you know, I boil them. Rather than yeah. just chucking it out, I feed that water to my plants. There is just a little, uh, yes, a little point. pivot, right? You know, just before we throw it out, we're such a fast moving culture, like just to take that pause and what else, how else could we use this water? Right. You wow. know, it's reusing all 
you all know, of it, all the resources, everything. And just approaching it when we approach all of what we take for granted, hot and cold running water with that sort of gratitude and intention, the ideas will come because it's just right action. Yes. You know, the ideas yeah. will, and then it's, it just becomes fun, you know, to see it. Like wow. people know not to come to my house with plastic wrapped stuff yes. and yes. gifts. I really don't, you, you know, even that, like just yeah. to say, I, I don't need any, if I need anything, yeah. I'm, I've got some means and, and privilege yeah. that I can get it. So don't be buying stuff from Places yes. that are going to do more harm. And, and if it is a gift, they know, buy it local for me and, yeah. and have it, um, I'm forgetting the word now, but where you, you use it, you know, where it's yeah. a candle, there is no waste. Yes. I love that. Right? Yes. And so that these are sense. all ways that people can practice permaculture in their lives, right? Wow. So amazing. Well, so, Terry Lynn, thank you for joining us. Yeah, the, thank you yeah, for having me. I, I feel so inspired, Shannon. I know you do. Yeah. It's, and I'm sure most of our listeners will as well, just taking those little steps. So yeah. where can people find you? If they have questions or anything, can they reach you? Do you want you? to be found? <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have a little website and it's called, the name of, I, I named the land. My daughter helped me name it and it's called No Harm Farm. Oh. And so there's a website called noharmfarm.ca. And so we're going to just be uh, changing that now to sort of tell the story of what I, I'm restoring an old cottage on this Gulf Island oh. that was built in the 40s. And oh. same idea, wow. right? Like collecting the water oh. and observing. And yeah, so so we're going to start documenting that story, but and it, and it will be there. So noharmfarm.ca. Noharmfarm.ca. Yeah. We'll, we'll that is amazing. As yeah. well. We absolutely yeah. will. Yeah. And then your house right now is on the market. Yes, it is. And so people can go and check that property out. Mm -hmm. It is listed on our website. So And we will link to that as well because yes. you've got to watch the video you've got to see the photos it's this so is beautiful it's a magical property it even, really is even from the still still photos and, and then, the video you can you can sense that balance I think is really what your property inspires and, and brings so Aww. I yeah, hope so. Well Thank said. you. Thanks Thank for you having so me. This has been great. <laughs> this has been fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate for Real People. If you want to reach out to the Stone Sisters, visit www.stonesisters.com. This podcast was produced by Podigy Podcasts. See you next time.